This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Next on Plains FM, we have Movie Talk, a program for all things cinema-esque, for the discerning film and video junkie. Welcome again to Movie Talk. Today we'll be looking at three films in all of which the main roles are played by women. In The Desperate Hour, a mother jogging through a forest desperately tries to save her son through her cell phone. In Skies of Lebanon, a Swiss woman's happy life in Lebanon is disrupted by violent war issues. And in Off the Rails, three women and a teenage girl go on a chaotic train journey across Europe. Unknown number. Who is it? My son's there with you. You're lying. You're the police. No, I'm his mom. Tell me how I can help you. SWAT has entered the east wing. Please hurry. Please hurry. Who are you talking to? What? Who are you talking to? Ah, uh, you. You're a liar. You're what? the police. No, Who's I'm not there? the police. Tell me where he is. In The Desperate Hour, Naomi Watts plays a mother jogging through a forest who learns through her cell phone that her son could be in danger at school where a shooting has occurred. Mary Gibson has been off to the Silky Otter Cinemas at Wigram to see this one-person thriller. Mary, do you think the rather unusual presentation of The Desperate Hour actually works? Yeah, I I think it does because it's very much a movie that is for now and where we've become so connected to our phones. Basically, it's <laughs> Naomi Watts and her phone yeah, and Naomi Watts and the role of the mother. And I think that because of how much we rely on our phones, we are constantly looking at social media. We use it to call people. Um, the interaction with Siri, it's a great ad for um, an iPhone. I look. I I do think it works because it, it's such it, the movie is about real time and it something is, that's yes. happening in real time. Yes, that's and, an interesting thing. This film is the film is called The Desperate Hour, and the actual time of the film is one hour and twenty four minutes. And it would be one hour long that you see her continuously jogging through that forest, talking to everybody yeah, on that cell yeah. phone. Yeah, so <laughs> so if you think back to what it was like for us. Us in Christchurch when the um, when we had the earthquakes or even the um, you know the mosque attacks everything was on your phone and everything yeah. was so instant that you were instantly looking at what's happening and what's going yes, on yes. and I know that you know for me it was a, that phone call where's my son or where's this or that or how are my staff doing or what's happening you're so instantly caught up in that moment that the time passes without you realising. And so if we set the synopsis for this, where you've got, you know, a woman who's um, lost her husband, uh, he, he passed away a year previously, she's got this recalcitrant teenage son who doesn't want to get out of bed, doesn't want to go to school, so she goes for a jog. That's how it starts. And she's jogging and then 
in the midst of the, her jog, you know, she has a phone call with a friend, she catches up with someone at work. I would do that because I would have my earphones in. I wouldn't be jogging, I'd be walking, but I'd be having those conversations. People know, they go, are you out walking when I ring them? Yeah. So it, to me, it was really very real and, and very much could have happened like that. And then, you know, the, then, of course, there's an alert ping. Well, we're all used to those now. We get tsunami pings, we get earthquake pings, we get all of that on our phones. Yes. So we're really used to that. So that was kind of nothing unusual. This one was a, she'd heard and seen police cars going past. So she's kind of like, you know, your brain would be going, something's going on. Yeah, and, yeah. And then, you know, to see that ping, there's an emergency. And then to find out it's at the school and her son could be involved. Yeah, the, yeah the, he could, could even possibly could be, be the involved shooter, in the shooting. Know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, uh, I'm not saying he did that, but, no. Uh, yeah. No, uh, no. That, that, that question is certainly in her mind, yeah. and it was also in mine at the time. Yeah, mm. yeah. So so for me, yeah, it, it is, it, it does play out really well. And, look, I think Naomi Watts is outstanding. She's to amazing. Be, to be on screen for over an hour. And, yeah. And continuously not, on the go. Not yeah, one hour <laughs> in time, and and just run once as soon as she hears, because she's sort of partially walking at that point, and then when she hears and she trips up, and you see her continuing to run, incredible acting with that, continuing with the, the you know the, the sort of leg. sprained leg or whatever, <laughs> yeah. you know. So so she's so just there, and, yeah, and her yeah. facial expressions and everything like that. You know, it's that's pretty. We've seen movies like that. Before. Before, where we've had one person who totally dominates mm. the screen, but this was like really, you're you're just there with her, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. And, I, and they keep it on it because it's amazing. Even towards the end, as she is picked up by somebody in a car, but you never actually see that person in the car while they're yeah. driving her yeah, away. Well, he's, it's still on her, on her. Yeah, he's the, li- the, the, um, the Lyft driver, which is yeah. the same as Uber. So she's contacted <laughs> him. Where does she find him? She's got the on her phone. She's got the uh, coordinates for the state highway, but he's over there, and she's in the forest, and you. Know, no, it, it is all actually real. I could imagine that happening to me. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, yes, it is. It is, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, because I mean, to, uh, it took me a while to become involved myself. Mm. I just wondered, and uh, say for the first ten minutes or so, where is this woman going? <laughs> yeah, I mean, this can't go on like this all the time. But then, of course, you can't help but get involved in the plot, mm, in the mm, things that she mm. is anxious about, mm. the things that she's got to absolutely know under mm, extremely mm. difficult circumstances. And then you're with her, you're jogging with her. Oh, totally, you know, and you can, and I, you know, I could just imagine it, you know, I kind of think to myself, oh, imagine if you're walking in the Port Hills or in Hamner or somewhere like that, how do you get, how do you get an Uber driver to you? You know, you can contact them and get them on your phone, but how do you get them there? Oh my God, I've got to run down that path and the road's down. Yeah. So you, you are really, I think, really engaged in it. What? Look, 
I was going to say this movie wouldn't be in my top ten, but it is very watchable and very oh, yes. relatable. Yeah, and if I if I was going jogging, I, I think uh, the beautiful forest in in Ontario, oh, Canada, stunning. would be yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the perfect place to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even though it's meant to be set in America, it is. Um, yeah, yeah, it's actually filmed in St- Canada. Stunning, yeah. <laughs> stunning scenery, stunning. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> That was Mary Gibson with her views on The Desperate Hour. And I'm Hans Petrovic on Movie Talk on Plains FM 96.9. Fallait s'y attendre. Ce onzième cessez le feu n'aura pas duré plus de quelques jours. Elle est amoureuse. Je vais rejoindre Salim. Je vais partir pour la France. In Skies of Lebanon, a young woman leaves her Swiss home for Lebanon, where the best years of her life are marred by war in the 1970s. Robin Munro has been off to the Lumiere cinemas for a rather intense look at wartime conditions from a woman's point of view. Uh, Robin, we've had several films recently about the effect of war on families. What did you think of Skies of Lebanon? Oh, it's a charming um, film. It uses some sort of surreal effects, some special visual effects and so on, but nothing very um, computer-generated as we've become very used to. <laughs> and it, yeah. it just shows us from the woman's point of view. We we learn about family and friends and all the joy that they have in each other and, and how they help each other when the war comes. But we really don't see the war very much or we hear hear about it from the TV or perhaps the radio and it just sort of spoils this little paradise that she and her charming husband have created in, yes. in, in what was a very nice Lebanon. Yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, basically what um, uh, 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 has been the um, point of the other films that uh, they are set at wartime or just after a war but of the actual violence of the war you see very little it's essentially just the effect all of this does have on families on mothers on all on, on uh, uh, you know every member of the family in one way or another and i think this is a, the most important aspect of it particularly the time that we're going through now with the ukraine it's a heck of a coincidence that we've had yes. all the, having all these films i'm thinking here of hive and another film called flea and um, yes. that's the one uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> and the other one was Hive, was the one set in Kosovo. Yeah, and yeah. Um, yeah so this is more. T- and uh, the other interesting thing is, uh, there's that other coincidental um, similarity um, between Flea, which is actually uh, filmed in animation, which is sort of um, an animated form without yes. real people. And um, well, in this, at the beginning of the film, you do also see some animated shots when this woman thinks back to her. T- she's Swiss and. She thinks back to when she left her family, her overbearing mum and dad there. Um, all those scenes are done in animation also. But the fascinating point there is that the uh, writer-director, Chloe Maslow, she's, um, I think she is of um, Lebanese origin, but she, ah. now, she works at, um, out of um, Paris 
Mm-hmm. And her first film, she has worked in animated film. This is, I think, the first time she's actually made a fully photographed film and tossed yep. some of her own animation into it at the start there also. Fascinating. Well, the, the animation is, is quite charming. I think when um, the husband and wife are courting, um, they show the husband sort of starting off sitting quite a distance in a cafe from uh, the woman who will become his wife. Yeah. And then each time he moves a, a, a spot uh, closer. So there's sort of animation techniques, but with real, real people. But... <laughs> You know, they, they sort of cut it and so on. You see this progression. It's, it's really quite clever, a, a lot of these things. And even, of course, it would be quite difficult to recreate what uh, Lebanon of the 50s uh, looked like. I mean, it's not impossible, and filmmakers have done that kind of thing. And we see big American cars, which apparently were typical of that yeah, time. Yeah. But um, some of the action takes part in front of a painted background, which you very rarely see in a film now. And Lebanon, or Lebanon's hospitality, is represented by a woman wearing a curious uh, dress which is supposed to be a, a cedar of Lebanon. I think it's the national symbol and on their their flag. And mm. um, this is all, all charming and it, it it's sort of small but um, people should be able to relate to it well because it is about families and how, how all this violence and so on um, turns, turns life upside down. Yeah. And in fact, a lot of Lebanese have fled. I wonder if the director is possibly a, a daughter or or someone who herself has fled. I imagine uh, so, yeah. Well, she would have lived there at that time also, I would imagine. Uh-huh. The director. I'm not 100% certain, but I, I believe that. I would believe that. Uh, yeah. I mean, the point of Lebanon is a fascinating... Um, no, Beirut, the capital city, is a fascinating place. I've been there. I mean, in the film, you see it sort of... Um, going back to the 50s when she first arrives and then the film moves on to the 1970s when the civil war starts there. But Lebanon is a very modern city, as you mentioned, all the cars there. I mean, it it doesn't look like a Middle Eastern city. It could be European or something. It looks much more like that. And, uh, And the point is that Lebanon has a civilization dating back to the what the, to the seafaring Phoenicians. Phoenicians, the yeah, traders it's, it's here. Its location in the Mediterranean Sea has given it a uniquely diverse culture. I mean, Beirut's long been multicultural. You know, it's occupied, been yes. occupied by the French, the Greeks, the Romans, the Ottoman Turks, the and, and the Arabs, of course. And yes. uh, so this, uh, so you know, there has been a sort of a potential conflict there amongst this because you get every religion under the sun in there also. Yes. I was there in 1967 and uh, just before the Israeli war started and the people were so proud they used to call it the Paris of the Mediterranean that was the name for Beirut and uh, and they were so proud of the fact that they'd have you know um, Christian and Jewish and Muslim peoples there all living well together of mm-hmm. course, then, a few years later, it was hit by the civil war between them all, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, although although it's, it's got really bad in the last few years with this big explosion in the port, and um, they're really almost at starvation level, a lot of Lebanese, yeah. and they've taken a lot of refugees from Syria. They've been generous people, and... Again, all these things are somehow reflected in the film. It, it is a bigger film than, than what seems to be uh, just in the small apartment. And, of course, uh, one of the, its other charms is uh, that the husband is actually a rocket scientist and he aspires to uh, go into space. And when he first meets her, I think he says, in this country that has its own stars, never 
have I seen such a beautiful one. Yeah, yeah. Now, this is it. You can't help but like all the people there and you also have full, you know, you get the full sympathy for the, and understanding of how they feel at the time yes. of a civil war. Yeah, yes. it, it really works well, that film. Yeah. Yes. Okay, well, thank you, Robin. You're welcome. Good. That was Robin Munro helping me with Skies of Lebanon. I'd like to thank the sponsor of the show, the Harcourt's Grenadier Accommodation Centre, which is now located at 98 Moorhouse Avenue. If you're looking for a place to live, check out the Harcourt's Accommodation Centre website, assetmanagers.co.nz. That address again, assetmanagers.co.nz. Kate Fisher? Hey, Kate, are you OK? Hey. Oh, no. Today we are paying tribute to Anna Farmer, a beloved daughter, a loving mother. This is unbearable. Yeah. She wanted you to have this. We never got to see those lights in Palmer Cathedral, but you still can. 2nd of Feb, 9 a.m. That's in five days. Why she left us four tickets? She wants us to go back. In Off the Rails, three women repeat a train journey across Europe, which they had done together in their youth. Carolyn Brown's been off to the Lumiere cinema to see this rather chaotic comedy with lots of very personal touches. Carolyn, this film is seen very much from a woman's point of view. What did you think of Off the Rails? I think I mustn't have had my woman's point of view on that day. (laughs) (laughs) And that is very sweet. Well, I'm good. I liked it from the European travelling point of view, Absolutely, absolutely. It's just some of the script is a bit missing. But, um, no, it is lovely. It's it's got my favourite actresses in it, so that's all good. But, um, yeah, Yeah. favourite scenery and stuff. Yeah, well, this is it, yeah. I mean, mean, the the whole point of the story is... um, quite good. You've got these yeah. three women who collect together for the funeral of a fourth one. And um, and they've all, over the years... Uh, gone their separate th- ways, which sounds very ways. familiar to lots of other films. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what's this film's point of difference? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but I mean, I don't have to... Ch- but I, 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 and then uh, the, this, and the whole point is the woman who has died was one of their friends, mm. the fourth friend. Um, she has bought some tickets on, on a European train yes. for European trains to take them on to go where they want to go around Europe, um, as the four of them used to do when they were much, much younger, when they were teenagers. Yeah, and also rich. Back, back <laughs> in the 1980s. Those and, endless and, train passes aren't cheap. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, now they've all come together in different parts, you know, from all different places. Uh, one of them's gone off to Hollywood and become a film star there. One's a doctor, all this sort of thing, yeah. and uh, doing their own thing. And um, But the, this woman, the, the one who's died, has done this, has bought these tickets on purpose to try to bring these pe- women together again. And include her daughter. And also includes her own daughter, yeah. 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 And, um, you know, and so as such, I think it, it works quite well. But then again, you know, I, I sort of wondered sometimes, is this a women's film? Well, it certainly is. <laughs> it's full of women all the way, just about all it's the way. It's funny, Hans, because I wondered it um, as well. <laughs> but, um, 
you know, I thought, no, because along the way, on the trains, all these chaotic things happened to them. They didn't know if they were coming or going after the time. It is. It is a good problem. And they are sort of these difficult discussions between them about about all sorts of things that's going on. And I was thinking, now, if I was making a film about three blokes travelling together, I can't see them arguing with each other all the way like this. (laughs) You you, you never know. You never know. Put it in the hands of a story writer and you never know what would... um, But, yes, no, there is a bit of stereotyping going on. Well, I thought, oh, typical, it's it's, uh, directed by Jules Williamson. He must have... um, She... Oh, <laughs> the director! That's a woman, is it? <laughs> Can't even blame the director. Um, yeah, no, and it's based. She says that it's based on her life. She's based it from some of her mm-hmm. life. So she's had a very interesting life. Yeah. I would have liked well, I've done those having... sort of this basic journey. They start off in Paris. They um, hop on a train heading down south to Barcelona. Somehow they end up in Italy. <laughs> yes, I'm not quite they, sure they how they ended up there. in Italy, yeah. but anyway. and they sort of mucked around there quite a bit before going on. <laughs> then they get to um, around near Barcelona, and uh, they have to <laughs> go to the Isle of um, Mallorca. And um, oh, is that where Palma is? Yeah, it's, that's ah. that's the biggest town on uh, on the island. Ah, it's beautiful. Mm. I want to go oh, there. Yes. And uh, yes, it's well worth it. It's a travel log. <laughs> <laughs> and it's quite nice. You know, people keep on warning me, oh, it's full of English people, but it's not half that island. Is is German t- tourist oh. holiday people go and went to no, that You section. wouldn't know that from the film. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, they only end up there, but they have to steal a boat. <laughs> you, now you're giving away plot spoilers, but what was interesting about this film, and it, it helped explain a little bit, was that it was filmed in 28 days. So that's a very short time for the cast to actually get to know each other and to gel and to... To, to make the script work uh, in, in a way. Um, but it, it was 38 locations in 28 days. So that's a really hectic that is, filming yeah, schedule. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, you can forgive the film a lot once you know that fact. <laughs> for, for that, yeah. Uh, but, you know, well, uh, it obviously was intended, though, as a, a, a very much a, a film, you know, a film, a female. <laughs> it did, and I did, but I still. Exercise. Somebody else can answer this question: Why Blondie music was played so much? Yeah, um, that uh, this is really the cool. band. Uh, yeah, Blondie, well, the singer sort of Blondie. Sort of yeah. Oh, um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I mm. would like to know why. I haven't actually been able to find out anywhere why that her songs were repeatedly. Played well, throughout that, it because it didn't really. Does quite that fit, music but. go back to the nineteen eighties? It does, but mm. Blondie had more than three hits, and it was about only three hits that they played throughout the movie over and over. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess I just wasn't in the right mood for it. Um, but no, it is, it is a lovely film. It, I mean, the other people that were in the audience, they they were laughing, so that's all good. That's yeah. what you want. Oh no, no, I, I enjoyed it. But to me, because I, I've done virtually done the sim- very similar sort of journey mm. along there, and uh, it all sort of came back to me. Ah, did and, you have and... some drunken nights in square? Oh no, 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 <laughs> just 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 the journey, you know, just the trains. I'm talking about. I had to behave. I was with Pat. Oh right, okay. <laughs> we didn't argue. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but so you know, from to to me, from that point of view, it uh, it was uh, highly enjo- enjoyable. Stuff. Oh, good. I'm mm. glad. And I'm the bloke. And you're the bloke. This. Well, there you so go. You so are. it's a men's yep. movie I, as opposed no, to a I woman's movie. Oh, but a man can also enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
That was Carolyn Brown with her views on Off the Rails. And I'm Hans Petrovic, inviting you to listen to Movie Talk again on Plains FM 96.9 at midday next Wednesday. This program will also be repeated at midday on Saturday and you can listen to podcasts of earlier episodes on the Plains FM website. That's plainsfm.org.nz. Thank you.